Welcome back, everybody, to episode nine of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean, and I'm Scott. It's good to be back. Hey, Coming man, at- this is a uh, this is a real episode this time too. Yes, it is. None of that fake stuff from last last week. If you guys notice, Scott sounds a bit better. Yeah, a bit better. I'm back, got baby. The, got the mics. <laughs> We're all set up. We're good to go. We got the tunes going. Coming at you a little different day, Wednesday. It's going to be an early weekend appetizer, but that's all right. Who doesn't like an early weekend appetizer? Yeah, yeah. We'll change it up, though. It's good. Yeah, nothing Keep wrong. people on their toes. There we go. Keep them guessing. So, baseball season's over, so I don't think we can open up with, with MOB nah, stuff. Nah, nah. We wouldn't be doing people justice. Let's right. do the NFL. Right. But, but, but don't get us wrong. We're going to talk about some MOB stuff. But sure, let's start with let's start with the NFL. And honestly, we got to talk about the Washington Redskins. Okay. Do you like their opponent? Do you like their opponent, the Vikings, this weekend? What do you think? Yeah, because they've been down the past few weeks. The Vikings, I was really high on. If you if you listened early on, I was really high on the, on the Purple People Eaters. I'm like, they're back. You know, Sam Bradford's playing well. North Turner's there. And then, I mean, what happened? What this past week or I guess it was last week. Wow, it's been that long. North, North Turner stepped down apparently. Yep. There's been all this. There's been all this hoopla around them. You know, they couldn't score the ball last week. Everything, everything's been going on, and, and I've been low now on the Vikings. So we we, we got a shot now. We got a shot. Yeah. We have a tough schedule now. I know the Redskins. Yeah, with uh, Vikings, Vikings, Cowboys. Um, Packers. That's another and, whole storyline. Yeah, and and we'll get to it. But the Vikings do seem a lot more a lot more human. Beatable. Um, losing losing three in a row. Um, one of which the Bears. You know, um, lost to the Eagles and 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 the Skins beat the Eagles. So you always like that. Anybody can like, beat anybody in the NFL. That's, right. It's a coin flip every week. Right. Is there gonna be? Is there gonna be like a? A determining factor for this skin. No Trent Williams, no captain. Uh, it's always it's always how Kirk Cousins plays. I I firmly believe that. It's always how Kirk Cousins plays. If he plays well, the skins roll. I mean, I feel it's like the quarterback he, on every team, but I think it's even more so on the Redskins because just we're a passing team in general. You know, we don't rely on the run at all. I feel like he see he has been playing well. He plays well. From, well, that's why we're yeah. You know, four, three, and one. You know, woohoo! But you know, he plays well from his own twenty-yard line to the opposing team's twenty-yard line, right? (laughs) Anything after that, you know, he. Some people blame that on play calling. Once you get inside the twenty, then it's a play calling issue. Yeah, but you know, if he doesn't like whatever play, as the quarterback, he has the ability to go, you know, to go change it up a little bit, depending on what he reads. And they were one for four. I think we mentioned this last week. It's right. a tired conversation. They were one for four in the red zone, so they're gonna have to figure they're gonna have to figure that out. Right. Um, on the other side of the ball, defense. You want to see Norman not commit, you know, thirty penalties or whatever the heck, uh, whatever the amount whole of penalties team was. It was unbelievable. Yeah, they are. Uh, I think they're third in the league right now for for penalties, and um, one of the funniest things. I thought that Josh Norman got fined 
$25,000. Yeah, for, he didn't hold back against those refs. No, I mean, he, yeah. Kind that's of, just just. I get, I don't get finding people for celebrating, but you can't talk about the refs like that in, in any sport. Right. I understand that. For a dumb reason, too. He was saying, like, because they were in England, it, it, you know, it was called differently. It doesn't make any um, sense. And they came out, like, the league, you know, they reviewed it and said every single one of his hands to the face, they were they were legit penalties. I don't know why the league does that in general. Like, I don't know why they have to go back and, like, be like, oh, we made the right call. Just stick with your officials. The NBA does that, too. They're like, at the end of games, when they're like, we made the right call at the end of games. But just just stick with it. Like, when did when do we have to question everything? Don't question the officials. That's true. I feel like it's to shut up people like us, though. You know what I mean? From from talking about it. Eh. Let's silence the, the haters a little bit by saying there's there's proof. They're you know? feeding the they're feeding the people what they want and instead of just putting their iron fist down and saying, Too bad, stop crying. Yeah, I feel like the NFL does enough to putting down of their iron fist as far as finding um just w- what I found funny, let me share with you real quickly. Twenty five thousand dollars on a guy who makes seventy five million dollars over the course of five years. Okay. What I did, I took a little average American salary. So I said, fifty grand a year. That's that a little fair? steep. <laughs> is that is that more? That's more it's for an average steep. American. Oh. <laughs> what's a, what's an average American salary? I would put it in the thirties. In the thirties? I would, yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. All right. So, well, can, just because I only did this math for, once and I don't make want it to easy do it and again, go fifty. Can I just say fifty? Because the number is still pretty funny. For yeah, yeah, for just your average guy working in an office making $50,000 making $50, a year. Okay. $50,000 a year. The same like percentage fine that Norman got for speaking out against the officials, like you said, that's deserving. I mean, that's deser- more yeah. deserving of shooting a fake bow and arrow up in the air. <laughs> the average, like the same, the same number would be finding that average office worker $83. Makes sense. Yeah. Does I would that, still be mad about 83 bucks, though. I don't care if I'm making <laughs> well, 83 bucks. Well, for for insubordination, you know, <laughs> that's the, it's like you said, it's actually deserving of a fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not just a silly shooting a bow and arrow and it's not just a silly right. other, you know, shooting, a, shooting the well, that's higher than it usually is. I mean. The twenty five thousand is actually a lot higher than than a lot of these fines are coming out as. So I can't. I don't. I don't know any of the off the top of my head, but twenty five grand is is a good amount for a fine in the NFL. I don't know. I just fine stories in general to me are funny, um, and I don't mean to change sports on you, but the NBA just fined Paul George fifteen thousand dollars. Which in Yeesh. the NBA is like I feel like is peanuts, but well, fifty yeah. and and what he did was he kicked the basketball into the stands after you know he didn't get he didn't get a call that he wanted <laughs> he kicked the basketball he fined him fifteen thousand um, dollars. I thought it was pretty you know given the fan of you know given the fan of of you know uh, a, a souvenir fifteen grand yeah. Um, but anyway, I thought the numbers when you really compare them. I thought it was a little, you know, 83 bucks for an average guy. All right. What about, I feel like uh, it's worth it. Anyway, go ahead. My um, call early on in the PST 
world, if you're, if you're still listening from back then, I brought up the article from Mark Cuban, which turned out to be really outdated. How about that call? I mean, we're, we haven't been, I, at least me personally, haven't been too high in the NFL this year and in the past few years because of, because of the product. And it's finally coming around. I, I don't know if I'm, a, if I'm just a genius or it's dumb luck, which is probably just dumb luck. But, man, like, that couldn't have come at a better time. I feel like we just broke a huge news story and then everybody else listened to PST and then realized that ratings were going to be down. I, I don't know what, what happened there. We're getting plagiarized, Scott. That's what's Ratings happening. are down in the NFL, and it's incredible. And the NFL is scrambling. I mean, Roger Goodell is taking notice. Um, newspapers and news outlets are taking notice. The players are taking notice. Richard Sherman recently had contact, uh, comments about it. Um, the no fun league is coming back, you know, it's, they're cracking down on, on people and, and it's entertainment to me. So I mean, I have a, I, I guess that's long winded, but it comes down to entertainment factor and, and these guys are supposed to be entertainers. So uh, it's just becoming weird. It's a weird dynamic. And Goodell is like trying to like make, ex- I don't know if he's trying to make excuses. The league office is trying to make excuses, blaming on politics and all this other crap. But to me, it's that the product is down. It really is like the games are boring. Um, I find myself just like, you know, ah, you know, another AFC CBS game, which, you know, you have two, subpar announcers and a, and a crappy a crappy picture I, I don't know it's just it's weird to me now it's weird what, what, what do you think about that well yeah there was an article that came out in the Washington Post sort of offering different theories and the one I found most fascinating that goes along with your poor product but it sort of you know delves into why is it a poor product and they made some claims that it's it's bad football. It's no yeah. longer fundamental football. That guys are more athletic than ever. You know, if, you know, go back just twenty years. Not even go back ten years. How many three hundred pound guys were there in the league? You know, very very few. And now you have several in each team who can all run. You know, four seven forties. So how is that? Why is that the? Shouldn't that the the product go up then? Because people are being bigger, stronger, faster, harder hits, all that. So shouldn't the product go up? Yes, but that doesn't just being more athletic doesn't necessarily make you a better football player. It also said that practice, practice time, um, just in the just five years ago, the league decided to decrease the amount of off-season practice time because oh. of safety. And you know what? Very noble. You know, you want to protect guys, but here's the ironic thing. The less practice, you know, that you, that you put the guys through, the more hurt that they're going to experience when they play a game because games are obviously just going to be harder than practice. You should practice harder than you play. So when you play, you're not getting hit by a truck. For four hours every that's, single week. Yeah, so so practice is going down. And that means these poor fundamentals are coming into play. So guys are just more prone to injury. And then that's sort of where you get your poor product. I saw this commercial. I don't know if you've seen this. What the heck was I watching? 
maybe I was watching the Monday night game and a commercial for Dartmouth came on. And you know how Dartmouth, I think last year, one of the Ivy League schools said that they were doing no pads in practice anymore. No pads. Or maybe not no pads, no hits. It was no okay. hits. So, you know, you're not hitting someone and then you go to a game and then you have to hit them. You're not going to know how to tackle a guy. And then if you do, it's going to be dangerous. And then it's a noble thing like, oh, we don't want you to get hurt in practice. But that's just setting you up for failure and for injury for a poor product when it actually matters. Anyway, the commercial, it was guys, it looked, like, it looked fake to me. So imagine a tackling dummy. You know how they look. They just stand there, yeah, you know, yeah. like a little weeble wobble. Yeah. The thing starts moving. It starts like running around. So Dartmouth has these robots that run around their pads, and that's what they train their guys to tackle. And it's like, yeah, oh, you're still hitting, but you're hitting a little a pad that anybody can bring down. You're not afraid of going into a pad. It's not going to hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So practicing like that is going to set you up for poor play. And that's what this article was all about. That explains why, you know, you said the product is down. This was just offering a theory. It's because fundamentals are just bad. Well, you know what's interesting um, on that point is rugby. I mean, I've heard this theory is rugby players tackle better. And there's less, I mean, there still are head injuries in rugby, you know, all that crap happens still. But um, people in rugby tackle correctly because they have to because they don't wear helmets. So, like, I mean, the, the, the stupid theory of should NFL get rid of helmets? No, obviously, because then that would change the game completely and destroy it. But it was like an interesting, interesting theory because, you know, we wear the, they, not we, they wear these huge just masks and they, they, use their, they use their head as a missile. You know, they just, they just ram their head into everything they, they can. These strong safeties are just flying around. But if they didn't have a helmet, they would, of, of course, naturally be more aware of where they are and have to hit with their shoulder in, the, in their chest. So I thought that was an interesting theory. It's, it's playing without pads could be a good thing. But you're saying they don't even hit at all during practice. Well, they're hitting dummies. They're hitting, hitting dummies. Without these, pads? Or are they wearing pads? Or they, no? are, they were wearing pads. I can't no, remember. No, the dummies the can't hit back, mentioned. though. So, Correct. You know. And they're easy to, you know. And when you fall on them, it kind of doesn't hurt at all. It's kind of fun. Like, wouldn't yeah. that be fun hitting yeah. a thing that yeah. it's not going to stiff like arm you? Drive like an RC car around and you try and backflip? That'd it, be fun. The commercial's ridiculous. You got to look. It looks fa It looks like something yeah. out of Star Wars. It's hilarious. Um but you know what? It's all noble, and everybody's, I think, heart is in the right place, like, you know, protecting, blah, blah, blah. But it's actually counterproductive because the more we're practicing these, you know, these beasts, these just crazy titans, you know, of football, you practice, you, you protect them in practice, but then they're just so more prone to injury injuries in in games i feel like the more rules and regulations that come out the the worse the product will be now, does that too much no, it makes sense no it makes sense yeah and that, i don't know what the nfl needs to do it's going to be around for the next 10 15 years yeah i'm not going to stop watching football no of course not but it definitely is decreasing in in, in value 
I mean, there's definitely a clear shift. People don't want to watch four-hour games anymore. That's, that's just the way of the world right now. Yeah. You know, baseball's feeling that, too. And, right. And the beauty of basketball, at least college basketball, is the games are two hours. That's right. They go, Two hours, they go get quick. in, get out. You they know? go quick. Soccer, as boring as it is, that's only an hour and a half. You know? Yeah, People and, and, know when it's over. Right. And it's, you know, the, the consumer's changing as well. Like you said, I think. Short attention span. That's year, America every, right yeah, now. Everybody's attention span gets shorter and shorter. But, you know, just little things like that. And that post article just offered a couple theories. And that's the one I, that's the one I like the most. Cool. Anything well, else around the NFL we need to talk about? Two things. Richard Sherman's hit to Dan Carpenter, uh, the Buffalo Bills kicker. Now, it's right before halftime. Bill's lining up for a field goal. Richard Sherman goes offsides blatantly. Um, there's a whistle, but the play still goes on. Sherman dives into Dan Carpenter's knees, takes him out, and but his left hand like grazes the ball. Right. So there's not a personal foul. There's not a there's no unnecessary roughness call. It's mm-hmm. just offsides. But now the kicker has to come out because he's injured. And he, right. he's got to go out for a play. And there's been a big stink going around, you know, it it should have been a personal foul. Um could it could have changed the game, you know, they lost by they only lost by 6. So they make that field goal um and then say they're down by 3 at the end of the game getting field goal range tie game but it was just something and just because it's richard sherman and he sort of has the reputation of being richard sherman and a guy to do something like this um i don't know it was just bad to see however i did hear um on the radio someone sort of noticed and and brought to light that there could be a whole new way to 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 cover kicks now someone run off sides and hurt the kicker they won't call you for a personal foul, but the kicker will have to go out, and then they're going to have to bring in someone else to kick the field goal. And it's wow. just to sacrifice the five yards. I thought, like, wow. You know, and, and if they do, And if they do call personal foul, then this the whole one will be looked over. Um, but it's really cool, you know, another, another cool theory that I heard someone else say that we're going to talk about. But other than that, hmm. um, not a whole lot. The skin. Got, we we, we can do Dallas. Skin. You got Dallas in the quarterback situation. Oh. Is is Romo gonna be is Romo gonna be the Cowboys quarterback in two weeks? Uh, I I hope so. I think so. Why? You're one. Yeah. I mean, I, he has to be right. That's that's the logical. Why does he have to be? They're seven and one. Uh, he's the money man, though, right? I mean, that just makes sense. I think, I think uh, if he takes one hit, he's just gonna get hurt again. And, and then you gonna, go. So you, uh, uh, that's a tough call. Don't call. You know, if I was the Cowboys, though, I would, I would go with Romo. I, I really would. Don't fix something that isn't broken. Yeah. They're seven yeah. one. It's great. I'll tell you <laughs> what. How awesome will it be, though? You know, I'm going for Dak. Dak Prescott has taken snaps. With Tony Romo sitting on the sidelines, yeah, like Tony Romo, is someone, Tony Romo is someone that Dak Prescott probably watched on TV, you know, in in high school, and now he's taking his job. 
Sure. Know, that's something pretty cool. Like, could you imagine going out there, like, you know, suiting up for the Yankees and being like, hey, Derek, why don't you take a seat? I'm going I'm to take a few innings here at short. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, you know, it's just, it's just as that's, a fan. That's a coaching, that's a coach's nightmare what's happening at Dallas, though. I mean, it's, it's a nightmare. Because you can't make the right call. You really can't. You're going to be scrutinized either way. Well, not if, not if the outcome is good. I, unless they win the Super Bowl, they're always they're always gonna say, "Well, you should have went the other way." Yeah. Unless you win the Super Bowl, I swear to you, that's well, what's gonna happen. I don't know. I hope the Cowboys don't win the Super Bowl. Of course, but not. I hope I hope they keep playing Prescott. One last thing in the NFL: um, Gruden, uh, John Gruden, before Monday night, he does little interviews. You know, what I'm talking about. Yeah, he was interviewing. Um, Cliff Averill, um, Seattle uh, uh, defensive end. Yeah, yeah. And what I learned, I, when, is, when is Madden football, the video game, going to be called Gruden football, by the way? <laughs> That's just around the corner, right? Never. Gruden's going to no, be the new guy. Never. I don't know. I don't That'll know. never happen. I'm nah. calling it. You've heard it here. It'll be called like um, Manning football or something like that. No way. It'll be yeah. called Gruden. Um, but he's interviewing Averill. And I just heard that he's saying, oh, you know, you're from, you know, you're, you're Haitian. And he said, yes, they're talking a little bit about that. And he said that for every sack that I get this season, I will build a house, you know, in damaged parts of Haiti. And, you know, obviously it's not Averill going down there, which he does, but it's not him going down there, laying the foundation and doing all that. But he is supplying the money. Um and who knows how much an athlete has to do with any, you know, charity or deeds like this. But I heard that, and I just thought, you know what, that's awesome. And, and we don't hear enough stuff like that in, in sports media, you know. We hear a lot of Kaepernick buzz. Kaepernick decided not to vote. You know what, who cares? Let me hear more stuff like, you know, like Averill, like helping Haiti, even if he's not going down there. Um, let, let me hear stuff like that, like each sack, you know, a house built. That's something kind of fun. You know what I mean? Um, so I thought it'd be an interesting new segment for us to do, like good guy, huh. good guy of the week. Due to you know? the week. Yeah, due to the week on, on <laughs> PST. Um, so run that over, see if any Sounds more good. good dudes. Like Sounds last good. week, I learned that Curtis Granderson um, donated millions of dollars to a Chicago, you know, inner city major league baseball academy. Um, and donated a million dollars to his alma mater, Illinois, the Fighting Illini, to, to build a uh, to build a facility. You know, that's that's like a good guy of the week. You know what I mean? You know, I want to recognize the the good guys on PST, not just the spend their little little chunk of money to do something good. I mean, yeah, I wish I had that much money I could give to th- give to people. Right, and you know, just some people. Yeah, so, are, some are of, you know, I feel like it's not hurt enough. Anyway, no, of course, of course, it's great. Anyway, with that, um, let's move on. All right, Scott, the only thing to talk about in the MLB, the finalists for the awards came out. Yeah, yeah. So AL MVP, finalists, Mike Trout, Jose Altuve, Mookie Betts. Who do you like and why? Uh, Trout was the best player in baseball, I think, uh, but he played for a non-contender. So I, I got to give it to Altuve. This year, but Altuve wasn't for a contender really. Either. And they were more of a contender than the Angels. Yeah, but I, they 
I don't but know. But the socks, man. okay. You, what do you, you got? Too, you got I got I got Mookie Betts. Okay, that's, I that's got Mookie fair. Betts that's fair. Just for, for the coin you flip. Know, for your logic. Okay. Um, NL MVP, Chris Bryant. Oh, Corey, seriously. Corey yeah. Seager, Daniel Murphy, Daniel Murphy. Seriously? Yeah, Chris. You got to tell us. Has to be Chris Bryant. Oh, I thought you were gonna go Homer. No, and go no, D- no, Murph. No. No, I mean I love Murphy and I think he was great this year, but Chris Bryant's the MVP. Whatever. It was just Out because of, of the last two games of the World Series, Chris Bryant came alive. I'm giving it to Murph. Moving on to AL no, Cy Young. No way. AL Cy Young. Okay, the, I agree with these. Well, no, actually I don't agree with these. I don't agree with Justin Verlander being there at all. Zach Britton got robbed. Okay, Rick Porcello, Corey Kluber, Justin Verlander. It's Porcello. This Why? Is 20, I guess twenty-two wins. You know, I guess what that's your you old say? school. Oh, I was hoping. I knew you were going to. I knew you going to get. Yes, I knew you were going to get on me because because twenty-two wins. wins in your old it. school. Oh, you and your you and your analytic nerds. You know, Luber a couple weeks ago, were saying the, <laughs> wins don't matter, man. They yes. don't. They yes. don't. You but said it. Porcello, give it to Porcello. Thank you. Thank you. I'm oh, you, that yeah, you're going to give it to Porcello, and then, you. And then give it back, and then play it back. Geezer. NL Cy Young. Oh, man. Max Scherzer, Kyle Hendricks, John Lester. Uh, I don't think there's a right answer here. Um, yes, there is. There's a right answer. You're going to say Max Scherzer because we're no, homers. Not. No, I'm not. For Scherzer has money. lead in the innings, strikeouts. He has all those you know, pomp stats. You're going to say Hendricks probably because you like him old school. We talked about him earlier before. Um, Who do you say? Say Lester. I'll say, I'll go with Lester just despite you. You say Lester just to, okay, fair enough. It's Hendricks. Power yeah. pitcher who throws 90 miles per hour. Yeah, I knew it. AL Rookie of the Year. Um, I predicted some of these. Um, Tough one. Michael Former, awesome. Awesome pitcher yeah. for the Tigers. Gary Sanchez, he shouldn't get it. Tyler Naquin, um, center fielder for the Indians. Who do you got? Fulmer, I would have said, like, later in the year. Um, I think Gary, having Gary Sanchez in there is an interesting uh, little little bit. Um, I, I don't know. Give it to Gary Sanchez. Let's see, let's see what happens. Nah, too few, too few games. Give, yeah, it to, give, uh, it. give it to Fulmer. You're going to say the same thing about Trey Turner, then? No, Turner played a significant more, significant yeah, more yeah, meta games yeah. than Sanchez, like almost yeah. double. He didn't get to he didn't get to a hundred, but it certainly wasn't sixty, like uh, like Gary Sanchez. Well, yeah, okay. So the rookie of the the NL rookie of the year though is clear because the NL rookie of the year is also in the running for NL MVP. Yeah, right. Are we just giving it to Corey Seager? Corey Seager, yeah. Corey Move Seager. On. Nobody's going to make a bill. You know, you ordered your Trey Turner jersey and got it the day after, after that they got lost. eliminated. Don't you have to say Trey Turner gets it? No? I'll wear it next year. Yeah. You know what? I'll just say Trey Turner gets it to make your jersey purchase, you know, a little more valid. Yeah. <laughs> AL Manager of the Year. Jeff Bannister, Terry Francona, Buck Showalter. Ooh. Uh, Showalter. He did the most with the the least. Most of the least? I would say Buck Showalter for the Orioles. I got to say him as well. As yeah. a Homer Rose fan, I have to say it. Terry, what but, Terry Francona did in Cleveland, though, that's pretty incredible, man. True. Which is why, which is, 
which is why I think he's going to get it as a fan. I hope it's Buck Walter, but we'll see. NL Manager of the Year, your boy, Dusty Baker, mm-hmm. Joe Madden, Dave Roberts. Um, true. This is a tough one. Madden, I think, won it last year, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. He's a mad scientist. Um, I like what Dave Roberts did in, in – uh, in L.A. with the Dodgers, sending Puig down and bringing him back up. I thought that was a ballsy move. Um, I'm going to go be a homer here finally at the, at the end and say Dusty Baker, though. Dusty Baker, fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm going to say Madden, Yeah. even though he is the little evil genius with his with his glasses. Yeah. Um, I'm going to – I, I got to go ahead and, and – Dusty with the sweatbands. Yeah, the, and, the, and the wristbands. The wristbands, that's the – that's the Dusty. Yeah. Um, all right, so there you have it. Only thing else in MLB, we have to mention them, Scott. We the, have to. The gold gloves? What? Well, no. Can we save that one? I mean this specific guy who we always mention. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Yeah. Now, I just heard this yesterday, and I'm not sure if you've heard it because you've been running around. Um, he's playing in the Arizona Fall League, which is a very, you know, premier fall league. Those guys will be in the big leagues next year. Guess what his batting average is? Buck 20. Ah, well, 146. I thought oh, you would go high and then surprise you. <laughs> no, I, I figured it was in the ones. But I, but I guess not. That's why it's probably funny. Yeah, exactly. So 146. Yeah. And let's just, let's just put the MOB to bed. Um, Thank you. For at least, for at least another week. Let's do it. Moving on to college football. Interesting stories in the college football realm. I guess what we should really talk about, the rankings. Four 9-0 teams atop the college football rankings. I'm, and glad, that, I'm glad there's a clear divide. What do you uh, mean? I'm just I'm tired of this one-loss team over an undefeated team. Now, right now, there's no question who should be in the top four, and right. I like it better that way. Right. All 9-0, and you know what the best part of it is? The best part, no. four different conferences represented. That's yeah. how it should yeah. be. It's not all the SEC. Undefeated, exactly. Undefeated and and different conferences. And you know what? All, all four of those teams are the real deal. Like they've played good teams and they've yep. smashed bad teams. That's right. Like they're all legit, legitimate teams. There are no cupcake schedules or anything like that through, through how they've gotten there. So kudos to them. Right, and that's how I I guess when you get like a clear like the ideal vision of how the college football playoff should yeah, be. Yeah, this is how it should be. Exactly, different conferences are represented, yeah. you know, and Alabama SEC, Clemson ACC, Michigan Big Ten, Washington Pac four or Pac four, Jesus, Pac twelve. I just well top four, <laughs> um, <laughs> Pac twelve, and 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 that's how it should be. Um, if if you were to take an ideal idealistic you know look at the at the college football playoffs, do you think there will ever be eight teams in the college football playoffs? Yeah, because it's more money. I mean, more games equals more money for the NCAA. I mean, look at how I know you can't compare basketball to football, but 
basketball is just jamming in games in their in their tournament. You know, they keep expanding, and they keep they every year is a new discussion about will they expand to ninety six teams? You know, how will they incorporate the NIT and the CBI and all that garbage? Um, I think they're just going to grow it as much as possible. Maybe do even like a, a second fourteen bracket, you know, and see who's fifth place. The race for fifth place. It's going to be something stupid like that. Huh. Um, I could definitely see that happen. Anything they can do to make more money and make more off these student athletes, which is a crime in itself. How but that's no discussion. How would they? I mean, we could get into it if you want. Yeah. Save it do for you, a later date. You sure? Yeah, Can yeah, I just yeah. ask you, do you think college athletes should be paid? And you just give me a one-word answer, and then we'll, like you said, save it for another day. It'll be a little sneaky preview for the PST listeners. Yes. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. Oh, all righty. Let's go. Yeah. I'm writing it down. Going to write it down, and we're going to talk about it. Um, how would an eight-team playoff work for college? Are you just going to take the top eight? Uh, I mean, that's just, you got to shorten the regular season then. I mean, how else do you do it? Because football, college football already goes into now mid January with the. Right, with all the bowls. With all the bowls. So now are we pushing the Super Bowl out? You know, are we competing? Are they going to compete with the Super Bowl going into early February? Right. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work, um, but they're going to find a way to make it happen. I don't I, I know. I can definitely I see it. I don't know if you can ask a college football team to play more than 14, 15 games. Yeah, I was going to say 16 games. Like, you can't. Like, exactly. I don't, I don't think you could. Season's and I already know, too long. Right. And I feel like, I don't know, it's sort of expected for an 18 playoff. When, when there was a four team, four team playoff, it was just like, oh, 18 playoff. That's going to that's gonna come. Like that's just around the corner. You've opened the door. Here we go. But I don't know if I want it. I think four teams. That's that's kind of cool, especially when we have the situation like we're in, where different conferences are represented. You have the Pac-12. You have the Big Ten. You have the ACC. Yeah. You have the SEC. You know, because it's lame when it's two SEC schools and then an ACC and then you know pick another Power Five, except the Big Twelve because they stink. But, you know, when it's four, you know, you, you want to organize it like that, but, but it doesn't always work out. Okay. Do you so, think... What, what's your exact question then? Well, I, I, I think that this nice little organization that we have, this perfect little different, different conferences, I think that's going to that's gonna change. I don't think we're going to end with this. Just because no, of the no. schedule. It just, it just changed a few years ago in the college football playoff. It's ever-changing. Oh, no. I meant... What are we talking about? I meant this year's playoff. Oh. Oh, just this, these four this teams. Year. Yeah. This oh. year, these four oh. teams that we have sorry, will not be the same four teams that we see in the playoffs. Alabama and Clemson, they're in. Yeah. Their yeah. schedules Michigan are easy too. the rest of the way. Who, they're going to go 12 Michigan? and out. They've been blasting people. Michigan, they got Ohio State. They play oh. Ohio State their last game. Yeah, that's the only one. It's the only one I think Michigan should be worried about. And then Washington. What? Harbaugh's a god. Nah, Harbaugh's a khaki pant wearing. Something I don't know. <laughs> SpongeBob loving. See that quote? Lord. Um, and then Washington's. You know they. You're gonna laugh. They got Washington State Cougars. Last Go Cougs. Rivalry week. Remember that Bo Jackson commercial? Go Cougs. 
So I, I think that, you know, I don't think that Michigan and Washington are for sure going to go undefeated. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and say Alabama, Clemson, they're going 12-0. and I don't think Michigan and Washington are going 12-0. and I think one of them will fall to um, Michigan playing Ohio State or Washington playing Washington State. Fair enough, and then you got another one-loss team, and then so Louisville jumps in, right? Louisville or or Ohio State. Ohio State could jump in because they're number five right now. You know, there's just Mich- there's just got to be uniform, and I, I'm going back to this. There's just got to be uniform because how can some teams play a conference championship and other teams don't? It, there's just, there's something different. There's there's got to be there's got to be a uniformity before we expand the, the football playoffs. Um, I mean, ACC, SEC, they all have conference championships, but I don't know. Some some teams don't. That's just weird to me. I'm sorry. Maybe I got off on a tangent there. No, you're you're good. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people agree. But yeah, there has to. It does seem like you're just throwing teams against the wind. You know, see what sticks. We're just throwing yeah. stuff. Let, let's see what sticks. But that's why you make the eight team playoff, and then all of a sudden. Maybe that just that in and of itself will will work itself out. Cool. I don't know, or it can make issues worse. I don't know. We're just a couple guys talking. Yeah. <laughs> and we um, get more airtime. More for us. More for us to talk about. Yeah, that's that's right. We'll just go ahead and and keep talking. Uh, what else we got in college football? You got Navy beating Notre Dame, which is crazy. That's right. The ninetieth game, the ninetieth yeah. meeting between Navy and Notre Dame. And Navy wins at 28-27. Um, it's always awesome. Navy beat Notre Dame. You know, every, you, Notre Dame is not Notre Dame this year. They're just Navy's not. beat some teams, though, man. Yeah, beat Navy's Houston. Beat some teams. Really, t- we didn't talk about this last week. Really tough loss to South Florida two weeks ago <laughs> in triple overtime when they were down by three scores going into halftime. But they really, you know, they're showing some resilience. Um, well worth. Awesome quarterback. He is a senior. Wasn't supposed to do much playing. He was he was going to be the second string guy coming into this season. Tago Smith gets hurt in the first game, and Will Worth has really stepped up. Really, really awesome, awesome to see. And it's cool to be. It's cool to see Navy beat Notre Dame, and a little bit. It makes it a little bit more special because that secures a bowl for for Navy. Of course. Um, Getting that, getting that crucial win. A couple big upsets over the weekend. I don't know if you want to talk about any of it. Woo big. Um, Arkansas beats Florida. That's, that's right. Massive. They stomped them, too. Big time. Awesome. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas. I watched, uh, I watched the John Daly 30 for 30. Did you? I didn't see that. Yeah, dude, you got to watch it. It's a good, it's, good. It's, a, it's a good one. It's one of those, you know, those writers, they can get their, get their hooks into you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, our good, good for them beating Florida. TCU beating Baylor. Stomped them. And. Thrashed. And, and then Mississippi State uh, beating Texas A&M. Thanks. Whose quarterback God, Trevor Knight is now out for the oh, season? That's sad. I, you know, you hate to see that, but I'm glad Mississippi State beat Texas A&M because, I mean, to my previous argument about you know the top four teams being clear cut, and finally, you know, 
we don't have any of this one loss crap and what should Washington be in exactly. to get their undefeated strength of schedule, yes. all that garbage. I'm glad the that conversation's over. Thank you, Mississippi State. Yeah. There you go. They made it a whole they made it a whole lot easier. Another dumb injury from over the weekend. Um, you know, sorry for Trevor Knight, but he, this is just stupid. Chad Kelly, Ole Miss quarterback, out for the season, ACL. They were playing Georgia Southern over the weekend. I mean, what's that like? How bad does that taste going down for Ole Miss fans, for the Ole Miss locker room? Like, there goes our quarterback because we were playing Georgia Southern? Really? Uh, come on. Give them some credit. Those guys get scholarships too. You know, they, they're, they're football players too, no matter, no matter how you play. Um, I, I'm, they played I'm Alabama earlier on. in the season. and Of course. I mean, they, they're not good. I'm just saying, like, that could happen at any time. You, you could have been practicing. You could have been walking to class. It doesn't matter. That, that stuff just happens. And it, it's a shame because I, they were talking a little bit about him going to the NFL, but you know, that's that's it's a shame. I don't know. I get, I was gonna ask. Hopefully, he took advantage of his classes. He probably didn't. Wow, well, of course not. But can, does that compare? Can we compare that to something you know in other sports, like hurting yourself against a like a you know just a big underdog like that? Like I I saw that uh, Mella Trimble. Mella Trimble hurt himself. Um, he he's not out. He's not even going to miss the home opener. But he did something to his ankle against Catawaba. Catawaba. Yeah. yeah. Mason played him a few years ago, actually. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. I just couldn't remember how to pronounce it. Didn't know where to, you know, put the put the stress mark. But like, can you compare that? Is that is there anything else in sports that we can compare that injury to? Injuring yourself while playing, you know, a team that's significantly beneath you. Can we compare that to like some sort of life circumstance, like hurting yourself? Blackstone Burris shot himself in the club. There you go. Is that, that on one? the same level? Is that, I, that's even worse. I mean, at least Chad Kelly got hurt in a game against a real football team. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. That's just like I I don't think you can compare. That's kind of apples to oranges. JPP you know? blowing his fingers off. There you go. There's no fireworks. One. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's in closer to the same realm than. Than we might think, uh, but those were in games, though. Yeah, I mean, JPP and Plaxico Burris, both Giants, which is actually kind of funny. Um, but they they did that outside of football, outside of football related activities. So, I don't know. Yeah, you know, may, maybe nothing. I thought we should. I thought we should bring it up. And the you know the matchups. Just looking ahead to this weekend, yeah. the matchups we got. USC at Washington um, could be good, um, and then LSU at Arkansas. We'll see. I mean, not not a whole lot, not a whole lot else going on. Navy has Navy has Tulsa going to be there. Actually, we'll get we'll get into that for a weekend awesome. appetizer. Do you sure. know Army has? Um, Army plays Air Force this week, right? No, played Air Force last week. Air Force. Oh my Air Force goodness, beat I'm Army. slipping. It's the I'm only slipping. time, dude. You're busy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> only time I'm an Army fan. Yeah, Air Force beat them, so they locked up the Commander in Chief trophy. Oh, trophy, which Air Force invented, by the way. So can you? you know, who cares? <laughs> the only game that matters is Army yeah, Navy. The whole Air Force thing, trying to work them, work their way into the rivalry. It, it don't matter, but you know, I guess you like to see that in the hands of of others. All right, uh, moving on. 
into the NBA. And really the only thing I want to talk about, I guess we can get into other stuff, Scott. But what I want to start on at least is John Wall and the Wizards. Okay. Game on Monday, John Wall gets teed up with 30 seconds left when the Wizards are just down by five. Just five. Five points. Very, do- you know, two possessions. Very doable. He gets teed up because he bumped a ref. And then you see Wall turn around. He says something. It could have been, hey, I'm sorry. Or it could have been some bad language. Could have been any of those. I, I didn't see, I didn't read any more about what he said. Mm-hmm. But right there, he, he gets matter. teed up. Just bumping to the ref, turn around, saying something. Not sure what he said. And it just, oh, it just infuriated me because right there, the Wizards roll over after that. They end up losing. And they they dropped to one and five. Which was that to the DC, Magic? Who, who, do they, who do they lose to? Oh, that is that the Magic? No, no, that was um, the just Magic somebody was, else. I forget. The the Magic was the was the week before that. It was, uh, okay. it was Houston. It was Houston. Uh, okay. It was Harden and um, and Nene. But yeah, Nene Nene's return to. Uh, to the yeah. to the Verizon Center, which Good is actually kind of cool. Verizon Center gave him a little standing ovation when he got in there nice. for the first nice. time, which is I awesome. know the Verizon Center had fans go. Yeah, well, so. you know, both of them, both yeah. of them stood yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and gave him a standing ovation. But it's just tough to see because just coming off of the Trenton Williams news, the captain of of the of the, one of the captains of the Washington Redskins getting a four game suspension for. You know, for for the drug test, and now we have leadership for the Wizards get getting teed up in a in a very crucial situation. Just bad leadership going on in the DC sports area. Uh, Nationals got some, you know. You got you got Scherzer, you got uh, Murphy and Zimmerman. Those are those are good guys to follow. I wouldn't know if Bryce is a good leader, but yeah, I, but. I just looking at I guess just looking at this season, you know, in the fall and 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 in the winter. I don't know. It's just I just I just hate seeing stuff like that. Um I thought it was too close, you know, to the to the Trent Williams news. Um I guess some good news out of that game they did lo- they did, they they lost. So what good news can you have but um John Wall uh broke the record for the franchise record for assists. Um, which is pretty cool, but then he got teed up, and then so nobody's talking about this awesome, awesome, you know, record that he's that he broke. You know, everybody's talking about how he got teed up and you know kicked out of the game in a, in a winnable game. That was a game that they needed to win. However, they're playing the Celtics tonight, so we'll see. Maybe they can turn around, go two and five. Yippee! <laughs> Everybody makes the playoffs in the NBA, basically. It's a big stand around, hold hands, and kumbaya. I don't know. You still have to win 45 games. You have to go 500, run. basically. Exactly. You'd and then only run. one or two teams actually have a chance in the playoffs. It's, I don't know, man. Exactly. I sound like a pessimist. Well, no. It will, you got to get there. And right now, they're at one in five. You know, right. not on track to win a whole lot of games. Um, Caps, on the other hand, they won five games in a row. Unfortunately, lost last night, um, kind of, kind of badly too. Um, 
Winning five straight in hockey is a pretty big deal, too. I mean, to string those together, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they were on the road or not. That's, that's just in general is just a, is a pretty good accomplishment. Um, I mean, Holpe has been great. Right? Awesome. And yeah. uh, Oshie. Oshie scored scored a Uber. pair over the weekend, and that's that's great to see. So it's not just it's not just Ovechkin, you know. It's all those guys. That's a stacked, that's that's a stacked team right there. And of course, you know it doesn't matter till the playoffs. Let's see what happens. But you should well, but you shouldn't take away from the regular season. I mean, that's Curse that's kind of cool to watch. You know, th- these are these are hockey players that will probably be remembered for years oh, and years absolutely. and years to come. So go the ahead. going to go down as one of the best hockey players of all time. Exactly. And we have the we have the opportunity to watch him, you know. It's prime. Exactly. Every yeah, other yeah. night. Every other night. So we so the typical DC sports fan, please don't just write him off and say, "Hey, I'll see you. I'll see you in May and I'll watch you for 2 weeks and I'll watch you lose." <laughs> you know, go go watch it, you know. It might go watch a bit of hockey. Um, I know I'm excited for it. Um, anything else you got with the Caps or the or the Wizards? No, nothing. Nothing in DC, man. We're just a sad, sad sports town. I'll tell you what. Maybe I've just been like in a in a blue daze ever since the Nationals lost. I think it's when it comes to DC sports, um, we have got to be now. I mean, we are one of the worst um, sporting cities. I mean the the amount of conference championships there. I saw something about the amount of conference championships we've been to in the past like 20 years has been like one or two. It's been absolutely abysmal. And it's just every year we get pounded. And it's, you know what? It's not even that we're completely horrible. It's that we have a chance every single year and that we blow it every single year. And I, I know basketball to Baseball to football to hockey are, are exclusive events. You know what the Nationals does have no effect on what the Capitals do, but it's so interesting how they all have the same trend of being great in the regular season and then just somehow can't string it together in the postseason. I don't know what it is, man. That's just yeah. sports for you. Yeah, we've talked about it before, and you know, you got to have a few rainy days to enjoy a sunny day. So when it's it does happen, it's going to be a very sunny day. Scott. Cleveland almost had a, some sunny days. <laughs> yeah, but now it's just gray in Cleveland. Yeah, so back to gray. It usually is. Back, back to, to very, very gray. But Came again, the Cubs, there. you know, pretty dry 108 years. And then here you go. That parade for the Cubs, 5 million people. One of the largest gatherings in human history. Of just, just yeah, of, of people hanging of just out. Humans, just sweaty, <laughs> greasy Chicagoans. Go just, to see the Cubs. Just fatties, just seeing, <laughs> waddling around. Seeing that, what were they? What were they calling Rizzo and Bryant? Brizzo. They had yeah, like a little. Yeah, the man crush. Yeah, and then they had they, they, they Yeah, they they came on SNL and all the. All the ridiculous stuff that goes on when you win the World Series, but keep hope, you know. Yeah, man. Keep dancing, hope. Dancing yeah. on Pennsylvania Ave soon enough. We'll see. So- sooner or later, you know. Sooner maybe, or later, we'll be there. Maybe, hopefully, sooner rather than later. All right, our favorite part. There of it the is. Show. Yep. Weekend appetizer. Everybody's everybody's favorite part of the night. 
Scott, what do you got? Weekend appetizer. What's your little what's your little appy? What's your little preview? What are you gonna be watching this weekend? What are you excited for? Well, you know what? We don't have to be watching about the election anymore, because that's over. <laughs> that's that's, nice. that's something we might not have to mention in perpetual sports talk because it's a sports talk show. No if you want to go that, listen to politics, we can go. You can go to someone else's podcast. But. We'll we'll tune in Mondays for our perpetual politics talk yeah. <laughs> podcast. That's not going to happen, man. What's what's going on in the in the realm of sports this weekend, Scott? College basketball's gearing up. Here uh, we go. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the season. It's gonna. It's a long season. It's. About four four months long, but you know it's exciting, and it caps off in March, which makes it all worth it. You know, um, and this is the start. And I mean, in in less than what is it, four days, we're going to be going three three days. We're going to be going full tilt on college basketball, so I'm excited for that. Um, the our alma mater, George Mason, plays Towson. Um, so I think that's that's huge for the second year of uh, Coach Paulson's um, coaching helm. Absolutely, you will. And and Mason, one point favorites over uh, Towson. Hopefully, I mean, at home. like, isn't that a little hopefully. bit weird? Like they're at home, they're only one point favorites. Uh, you know, they're going to surprise some people this year. Just just watch. I hope so. And you know what? They're young, freshman, sophomore, freshman, sophomore, freshman, sophomore, Absolutely. and it makes me excited for the whole year. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to you're going to beat some good teams, and you're going to lose to some bad teams. That's that's the yeah. sign of a young team. Yeah, and it, it just and not even the whole year it makes me excited for the next couple of years. Yeah, with, uh, with a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. Um, also, the skins playing the Vikings. Got to get excited for that. The of Vikings course. are weak. And my last thing, I'm going to Annapolis this weekend. I'm going to watch Navy play Tulsa at okay. Navy Marine Corps Stadium. What's, What's the outlook on that game? Do the whole nine. I don't know. It's a big. It's a big AAC game. Um, We'll see. We will see. I'm, I'm bowl get, I'm eligible, get, so do you pull back and, and kind of play for a bowl, or do you just try and win every game you possibly can? Try to win every game. Right, Absolutely. But I'll have a lot of details for you uh, for you next week, Scott. Awesome, man. Hey, this was great doing it, man. I'm glad we're back. You know, it's remote, but it's 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 great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? That just uh, that wraps up. That wrap that wraps up episode nine, Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. Thanks for listening.